everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Help on the Way podcast. I am your co-host, The Game, here with my fellow co-hosts, Nob and Fig. And tonight, we are dissecting September 24th, 1973, in a little town called Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. That's right. We are the Help on the Way podcast. Go ahead and say good evening, boys. Good, good evening, evening boys. boys. Did you say Pennsylvania? Oh, what, no. what, what did I say? Did I say Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania? You said Pennsylvania. Oh, I like to give that extra syllable just to, you know, give the listeners some country to, twang. Something to think about, you know, as they're driving in their car. <laughs> if you really love Pennsylvania, you'd pronounce every syllable of it. Well, some people just say Pennsylvania, like, a, like it's a pencil. Pennsylvania, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. I'm gonna have to start using that pencil. I can't even. I can't even <laughs> if say. If California it. can do it, why not Pennsylvania? California, yeah. Pennsylvania, yeah. I can't. Pennsylvania, Where's Pennsylvania's yeah. beach boys. Where's Pennsylvania's landlocked boys? Careful, so, we're gonna start talking about radio stations from Pennsylvania. Now. And, and, I know it's before, a ticking clock. Before this show gets entirely too off the rails, and uh, <laughs> before we dive into September twenty fourth, seventy three. Let's go ahead and jump right on into our Channel 6 segment. Um, Not all that much this week. Um, There have been more Bobby shows um, at the Kennedy Center in Washington, D.C., and I think he's actually wrapped up there. Am I correct on that, Nob? Yeah, they did the last, I think, at the end of this past weekend. Um, They were good. Uh, they're really cool. The overtures really nicely blend all the motifs and stuff. Um, I, the only complaint I have at the end of it is that there was no uh, Terrapin or Weather Report suite with the National Symphony Orchestra, and that to me feels like a wasted opportunity. But it was good. They can play what they want to play. He's Bob Weir. He's not listening. I think what I enjoyed the most from seeing just the video circulate on social media yeah. um, was just all the hip. I don't want to call them hippies because I don't want that to be like a derogatory term, but all the, I guess just hippies um, and, and tie dye and um, spinning in the aisles of the Kennedy Center. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, yeah. This is just, this is a sight to see. Um, and then one, some of my um, Instagram uh, vendors that I follow were out vending out out yeah. front of the Kennedy Center. I was like, "This is incredible!" Like, I love. Yeah, this. Imagine you're a season ticket holder just showing up for a night at the uh, orchestra, and yeah, suddenly and, here it comes. And then, <laughs> then you pass the guy selling the like Shh, drums, drums, or don't interrupt my drums and space tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or pumper stickers. There's some. Guys out nope. there selling fatty balloons, ice cold fatties. Well, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. another thing. I I did see, um, some social media images of balloon use, and for some the reason, that, Center. that really was like, <laughs> holy shit! Like they're doing balloons before they're going into the Kennedy Center. Like, wow. Um, uh, yeah, that did kind of throw me when I did see um see those images but again it's it's kind of i don't want to say it's the scene it doesn't define the scene um it's part of the scene not, part not, of, not the part scene. of the scene yeah uh but i recently actually... saw go sorry ahead. i no, saw a ahead. video i was sent a, a compilation of these old uh this lot footage from like fish in 94 
and I opened it and I don't know what I was emotionally anticipating, but the first like five clips are just people doing nitrous balloons in the foreground or then nitrous in the background. It's just nitrous balloons everywhere. And I was like, Oh yeah. Okay. That's not, that's not new. See, I'm just lame. I just smoke copious amounts of marijuana and drink. I've never beers. participated in the nitrous. I've yeah. just, I've, <laughs> I've, when I am lost trying to get to a venue, I follow the hiss. Because I know yeah, in that pops. direction I am home. <laughs> those are my those are the sounds of my people. <laughs> Mating ritual. Maybe, maybe that'll be something we have to uh, dive into uh on the final go around of John Mayer and the boys. Um anyway. Um, <laughs> we should do a whole a, episode on episode that's recorded with the three of us sitting on the sidewalk <laughs> making sure we don't fall over. Oh, trying to remember my wife the show the that we just, just watched. Say, no, <laughs> these are all bad ideas. Everybody, looking wicks we can see. So, speaking of the Dead and Company um, summer 2023 tour, today was the day that the very expensive pre-sale um, has begun, and yeah. and like most if not all dead and company tours and especially the dead and company pre-sale um people went to the internet to complain about the process and the fees and just the overall experience of the whole thing um, did you guys know that Ticketmaster sucks <laughs> i had actually heard. never heard this opinion <laughs> before but Ticketmaster <laughs> is really annoying I, I thought, have all I Pearl Jam got rid of Ticketmaster back in the '90s. I thought they were uh, done. I, th I thought they won that. No, no, no. They needed John Oliver killed them. Ah. I, 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 I do find it. Um, I, I, I'm. I just accept. You know, tickets cost what tickets cost nowadays, right? But when you see people actually say like the fees for my ticket was thirty six extra dollars, right. it's like. Like what in the world? Like come yeah. on. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. So um I have held out. This was probably my first pre-sale um at least three or four tours that I have not participated in. Um I am out of this pre-sale. Uh I'm going to wait for tickets to drop for the shows I'm going to or end up paying way more um than I want to in the secondary market. So Yeah. Time will tell for that, but I think I am uh, I'm willing to take that risk. I will say, though, I don't know if I necessarily like the fact that um, even in the branding of, like, the tour dates, um, it's Dead & Company, the final tour. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's oh, marketing. Yeah. It's marketing. Yeah, well, they're going to market themselves the tickets out of my price range if yeah. they keep up with that stuff. Um, but, yeah, um... I didn't see really any major issues with Ticketmaster today. The actual purchasing of the tickets, um, just the standard, everything's too expensive, people not understanding, priority pricing, um, and stuff like that. I was like shitting that. the bed a little bit for the West Coast, I was saying. Oh, was it? I saw a lot of folks at Boulder complain. But also, the Ticketmaster website, I found, doesn't work with Google Chrome, really. Um and so I think a lot of people were just having browsers that don't work with Ticketmaster. 
um, which is terrible because if you're the main ticket provider, you should make sure your service works on all of the browsers. But I'm I'm going to have my one more complaint for Ticketmaster, and then we're going to move yeah. on to our show. The Ticketmaster <laughs> app, yeah, literally forgets my password within fifteen days. Say within logging <laughs> on, yeah, which is not a big deal because I'm an adult male. I'm an IT professional. I know my passwords. <laughs> However. Yeah. I never know my Ticketmaster one because yeah. I have to reset it all of the time. I had to reset it again this past week because I couldn't quickly remember what date uh, Trey and Goose wasn't reading. So my yeah. thought was instead of Googling it, I will just open up my Ticketmaster app. It was like, just kidding. You forgot your password again. You have to reset it again. And it's just like, how... Well, and Are now you... they make they make you access your tickets via the, either the website or the app. So you could be in yeah. line and be like, "Yeah, I got this." And then you're you're in line, and they're like, "Where's your ticket?" You're like, "Oh, I got this. Let me take out my app." And then it's like, "Oh, what's your password again?" You have to literally. It's like I'm so paranoid over that, where I will make sure I have the tickets loaded like into the Apple Wallet. So oh, there you go. Yeah. So it's like no matter what network congestion, password bullshit, like it's there. Now That's I have fine. had that I've had that happen where the kids at this ticket scanning station were like, "Sir, what do you mean we can't take tickets like this?" And I'm like, "How? There's forty thousand people here. They've all doing it the same way. Like uh, I cannot be the one Apple Wallet you see today." Um, but yes, that is the one, um, one annoying thing, uh, one of many, I guess, annoying things um, concerning Ticketmaster. So anyway. For those who did score their 2023 final company tickets today, congratulations. Um, I'm waiting a couple of months and hopefully snagging them for a hell of a lot cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> Stub Hub, here I come. Stub Hub. Um, Stub Hub, if you want to be a sponsor, we are listening. <laughs> um, all right. So this week's main event was right. September 24th. 1973 this was a monday evening at the pittsburgh civic arena in pittsburgh pennsylvania um and i want to say like most 1973 shows um this was heavy on the content um yeah. for sure um i'm going to go ahead and just get right into set one and I'll probably have to take a break halfway through reading all the songs in set one. Um, set one opened up with The Promised Land into Sugary. Then we got Jack Straw, They Love Each Other, Mexicali Blues, Loose Lucy, Looks Like Rain, Row Jimmy, Big River, China Cat Sunflower into Of Course I Know You Writer, and set one then ended with around and around. Um, you know what, Nob? What was your thoughts on set number one from September twenty fourth, nineteen seventy three? I had several thoughts about this show. <laughs> um, I personally thought it took a couple of tunes to really get cooking. Um, Jack Straw had some really nice uh, fill stuff. Uh, this is a good phil show in general um i was glad i did the charlie miller board because i did the matrix initially but the miller had louder phil which i really appreciated 
Um, the ending of Jack Straw was particularly kicking. Uh, they Love Each Other was the first song to really work for me tonight. Um, it's a zippy, They Love Each Other. Um, Jerry was cooking, but beyond Jerry cooking, it was really bringing out the best in everybody. Um, my only complaint with this song is I wish it was two minutes longer. Um, I like Loose Lucy. Um, I go back and forth about this slow arrangement, and truth be told, I went back and forth with this Loose Lucy. Um, the beginning, it was working for me. The middle, it was especially cooking. Um, I like the backing vocals that Bob and Donna provide, uh, but it lost steam at the end for me, truth be told. Um, the energy just started to dissipate towards the end, and I was really hoping for a pick-me-up after that. Uh, it looks like Rain was still very good. Um, more like slow, Jimmy, am I right? Uh, wow. I, I think if Dead & Company played a road Jimmy like that, John Mayer would be whatever the guitarist equivalent of disbarred. Um, the the bridge and the ending work for me. Um, it's very pretty, uh, but I found that road Jimmy a little bit of a slog to get through, truth be told. Um, but I did like what Keith was laying down, especially towards the end. Um, a fun China rider. Honestly, I thought the most interesting part was the transition jam. Um, this is one of those times where you can really tell that Bobby is influenced by piano players in his guitar playing. There was a point in that transition where I really thought I was hearing two pianos, but it was just Bobby throwing in licks alongside Keith. Um, it was really fun. Um, it's a good but not great rider, but it's still a good rider. Uh, Phil is especially having a fun time, but that's true pretty much all of tonight. Uh, and then Around and Around had a fine enough groove, but uh, Bobby's screeching towards the end uh, was genuinely off-putting. Uh, um, but overall, I would say that it was a fun set one, a good but not great set one. What did you think, Fig? Yeah, um, I, I'm going to disagree about that road, Jimmy. Um, mm. But let's, let's get back to it. Um, yeah. you, you thought this was a good Phil show. I thought this was a good Keith show. Uh, Keith oh. was high in the mix, and he was yeah. playing his um, you know, his chunky piano. I don't know if that's a word, or, or maybe chunky. I'm not exactly sure what I want to say. But, you know, like just you know, big, big thick chords throughout the whole thing. Um, and, uh, and that was cool to hear. So promised land opens up, uh, it starts off as an audio, but it quickly corrects into the soundboard. And, and the sound was actually pretty decent throughout the whole show. I found, um, we have sugary. I just said, that's a good Keith number on this one. Jack straw didn't really touch me. Yeah. So they love each other. Uh, I wouldn't call this zippy so much as you did not, but I would call it boppy. And I don't mm, know important. if there's much of a distinction. There. Well, we could have a very pedantic argument here. Yeah, and I think we should, but maybe in a um, Patreon-only uh, fan cast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if, if you had any fans. Give us but, $50, and you can hear us argue for three hours about Zippy <laughs> versus Boppy. Yeah, for $50, yeah, I would argue for, for quite a while about that. Um, and so what I mean, you know, to, to fill the listeners in, before They Love Each Other became this, like, really sweet and, like, you know, ballady kind of uh, song, it had this kind of, like, puppy love kind of bop to it, and it was more of a, hmm, had some swing to it. Um, yeah. And I don't, I, don't, I don't usually like that version of the song. However, I did like it on 924.73. So mm. um, They Love Each Other was actually a fun part um, of the first set for me. Um, and we get into... 
Road Jimmy. Like, what am I looking at right now? Whoa, some no. notes forgot Mexicali Blues and Loose Lucy and Looks Like Rain. Right, but why do I have Road Jimmy? Oh, okay. Oh, I've completely skipped. So I, th- I have BR, and I think I meant Mexicali Blues. I think I, th- I thought Mexicali Blues was Big River. Big River. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Which is inexcusable uh, mistake yeah. there. And um, I also can't read my handwriting, so I have nothing to say about Mexicali <laughs> Blues. Uh, Loose Lucy, um, we had some good Jerry soloing. Um, I like Donna Jean's uh, Yes! Um, yeah. Throughout. Yeah, that, that was a lot of fun. And because of the juxtaposition there in the first set between Sugary and then a couple songs later, we have Loose Lucy. I wondered, I, I've never kind of put this together, but like Sugary is about essentially Jerry or maybe, you know, just the lead, you know, the protagonist, you know, getting with a groupie and just saying, hey, you know, it's better if you don't tell anybody um, mm. that you know me. And then Loose Lucy is, you know, I'll thank you for a real good time. And I wonder if there's any connection between those two songs. And it never occurred to me to even think that way, but they were juxtaposed in this first set. And so that's that's the mm. thought that I had there. Um, looks like Rain was a sweet version of that. And you had some good interplay between Donna and Bobby. And then Road Jimmy, I have a big star next to it. It, it was slow, but it was sweet. And it was... Uh, you know, Jerry up front with the mic and some great solos by him. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't have too much about why I liked it. I just thought it was a real um, highlight for that first set. Sure. Uh, and, and then we actually do get into Big River, which I have nothing to say about, into China Rider. And I agree that the China was slow. Um, it does speed up for the jam, and the jam gets you um, kind of a nice... I always felt like the middle jam part was very Almond Brothersy, or it could be. Mm. And yeah. and I felt like tonight's was especially kind of like that. Um, and 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 Ryder was good as well. I have nothing to say about around and around. But what do you guys think about my little connection there between Sugary and and Loose Lucy? Is that something? Is there something there? My, I think yeah. they're sisters. What'd you say? I think they're sisters. <laughs> <laughs> and their dad is Road Jimmy. Oh man! Now, hold on. Um. No, I mean, I think that's a fair point. Um, yeah, I think that's an interesting... I don't know if it's deliberately done, but I do think that's an interesting uh, comparison to make between the two tunes, okay. especially putting them in the same set like that. Yeah. All right, and anyway, let's get to our friend Game. What do you think, Game? Um, I thought set one was good. Um, I enjoyed uh, Promised Land and Sugary. Um, Jack Straw was kind of just there for me uh, this mm. time around. Um, really enjoyed They Love Each Other. Um, Mexico Cali Blues was kind of just there. Um, I really enjoyed this version of Loose Lucy. Um, and I'm not entirely sure. It was kind of rocking. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't know. It just, um, there was definitely better Loose Lucys out there. Uh, but this one was good. Um, looks like Rain was okay. Um, Ro Jimmy was okay. Um, really have nothing to say about uh, Big River either. Um, China Cat, like you guys said, was just slow. Um, I did like I Know You Writer, um, and Around and Around was just kind of there for me. Um, so it actually kind of seems like I didn't like as much as that set <laughs> as I thought I did. Um, but it was still a good set. Um, it was just the vibe. China Cat. I know you, writer seventy three. They weren't all that slow in the beginning, were they? 
No. That's what I thought, because it, it did seem like that one was like, I don't want to say exceptionally slow. Because this night but... seems to be a pretty mellow night in general. A lot yeah. of songs feel a little bit slower than normal. Some And some of the tunes, it works. There are definitely some songs, especially in the second set, where I think they're able to make that work. Yes, and, and truthfully, um, going into the second set, I think you could take some songs out of set two and move them into set one um, and take some songs out of set one and move them into set two and the show would probably right. be a little bit better, at least for me. Yeah. Uh, well, that's one of my concerns with set with 73 and I, I wish I would like 73 more, but I just kind of <sighs> almost feel like it's like Yahtzee. It's just like, you know, <laughs> shuffle the dice and, you know, let's see what the sets go and maybe it's just because you know what they did in the late seventies until the nineties was not a little bit more predictable, and that's what I'm more aware of. But um, yeah, yeah, set one could have been set two. Set two could have been set one. Um, they didn't even end with China Rider. They ended with Around and Around. It's like that's yeah. what that's what really threw me off. Yeah, to be completely honest, I remember even saying like, I thought we were done with set one in the chat today. And it was like, oh, just kidding. Like, around <laughs> and the round is still here. Yeah, like, like it's and not then, as cohesive. And then we got, and then set two open, and I'm like, why are we hearing set one songs? Um, so anyway, speaking of set two, let's go ahead and get into set number two. Uh, set number two opened up with Ramble on Rose. Then we got El Paso, Mississippi Half Step, Great Story Ever Told, China Doll, Truckin'. Nobody's fault but mine. Uh, we got a jam. Then we got an eyes of the world. Then we got weather report sweet. Um, then we got let it grow. And then sugar magnolia. Uh, Fig, what were your thoughts on set number two? Yeah, so um, I thought it was a pretty good set. Uh, certainly the highlights were the eyes and then the weather report suite and then let it grow. Um, so they're kind of working their way up to it. Um, but Ramble on Rose, it started off the set with, it was pretty rocking and that's not a song that I necessarily would say is a good rock song, but, but they, they, they rocked that one. Uh, half step was, um, not as good as the half step from last week. Uh, last week I thought was notably a good half step and I actually do enjoy half steps just lately. We don't, we haven't gotten good ones. And then for the listeners, um, in, info, info, uh, this is the second to last show before they actually released wake of the flood. So this was 924-73. They played 926-73 up in Buffalo. And then um, in the middle of October of 73, uh, they released Wake of the Flood, which, of course, has uh, Mississippi Half Step to start off with. So um, we've got some cool Wake of the Flood stuff going on. And, you know, spoiler alert, they actually bring in the same uh, horn section that they used for Wake of the Flood um, in this show and then in, um, in, in other shows that actually one of them that, that we featured um, but we get to that. So, where are we? Greatest story ever told. Um, had a really good driving rhythm. Uh, this was a Phil and Billy highlight for me. China mm -hmm. Doll was very pretty. Truckin' was actually very jazzy. Uh, nobody's Fault But Mine. So, I don't know this one so much. And Dead Bass seems to say that it was... We'll see here. Like, the last one that was played was in July of 66. Am I reading that right, Nob? Yeah, I think they're wrong. Maybe with with well, you know, I think they're saying I think they're saying the last one with lyrics mm, because I and think they the guys, might be right. Yeah. So this, yeah. So there was a couple lyrics for nobody's fault but mine. 
Um, Knob challenged us to come up with a hot take of nobody's fault. And mine is just, uh, I liked it better when it's called Spoonful. Nice, nice. <laughs> it has that feeling to it. Um, Good. Yeah, so we, so, yeah, so I liked Eyes. I liked uh, Weather Report Suite, including Let It Grow. Um, I just don't have much to say about it. It was, it was interesting. Um, the, the, the sax was a little bit less squealy than the last time that we featured a, a, yeah. a show with these with with this crew of of brass uh people and they're just great songs i mean i eyes is an awesome song weather report sweet it just really highlights bobby's genius it's it's progressive it's interesting it's um got some cool jams and and the guys played it well so that was um uh, the, the end of with sugar mags it's, you know it's sugar mags so <laughs> that was my thoughts on set two uh nav what are your thoughts sure um See, I found that the Ramble on Rose did have uh, a little bit of a leisurely pace to it. Um, but it worked for a night like tonight. Um, I really like Ramble on Rose. Uh, I, it was a song that I haven't like given serious thought to in a while. But listening to this one, I thought this might be a top 10 Grateful Dead song for me. Not that particular version, but as a song. I just love Ramble on Rose. Um, this time listening to Ramble on Rose? It's okay. about a person named Rose. Yeah. Yeah, I had no idea. I just thought that was the name of his song, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure. So maybe she's the sister of uh, Loose Lucy. Ooh, ooh. And Sugary. Yeah. yeah. Um, 73 is a good year for El Paso, and this is no exception. Um, it, I'll, I'll admit, it can be a little bit of a repetitive song, um, and the strongest ones play against that by providing a lot of dynamic contrast, getting really loud and really quiet. Uh, and this was a really strong example of that. The peaks were really good and the, the lows still carried some tension to them. Um, Mississippi Half Step, I thought was a perfect song for a night like tonight. The first half had a good shuffle. The second half was very pretty. I, my thing with tonight is that the dead don't really sound like the dead to me. Because mm -hmm. everything is record perfect. Like, yeah. every, like this Mississippi half-step sounds pretty darn close to the one on Wake of the Flood. That Ramble on Rose yeah. is pretty much how it sounds on Europe 72. Greatest story ever told has a short guitar solo, but nothing crazy. Um, say, you know, China Doll is really good, but it's five minutes and it sounds like the normal China Doll. Um, I found Truckin' to me is where we start to get a little bit weird. This is when the dead start to sound like the dead to me. Um, it goes to some neat places in that jam. It doesn't stray too far from trucking, but it's always having fun. So it doesn't sound exactly like trucking. Um, I really enjoyed the nobody's fault, but mine slash jam. Uh, I thought Billy was working his ass off, especially, um, it wasn't one for the books, but it was neat hearing how they adjusted that song for the grateful dead's playing style. Um, the horns were really fun uh, in Eyes of the World. Um, I enjoyed Phil's bass solo a lot. Um, the sax solo started strong, um, but I do think that there was a point similar to last time where he ran out of ideas and did go back to the squealing well. Real fast. Uh, yeah. And I, I, it was fine. It worked. It was a strong Eyes of the World overall. Um, I just didn't love the sax solo. Um, the weather report suite was really lovely. Uh, it, it just worked well. Uh, Bill was really throwing in some nice fills. Um, 
I kind of could have done without the horns on the the weather report suite here, but I did really enjoy the trumpet solo on Let It Grow, so I will, I'll let it stand. Um, And I did like how they tied a little bow at the end by bringing in the weather report suite prelude right at the end of Let It Grow. Um, And honestly, I'll say if I could cut one uh, the horns from one song, it would be Sugar Magnolia. Um, It was a slow sugar mag, but I don't think the horns were doing it any favors. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a fun set, uh, especially the second half. What did you think, game? Really enjoyed set two. Um, the horn section loved the horn section. Um, let's go into Gosh. a proper review of set two. Um, Ramble on Rose was was good. Um, enjoyed El Paso. Um, really like Mississippi Half Step. Uh, Greatest Story Ever Told was good. I really enjoyed this um, version of China Doll. Um, A few weeks back, I think we had a discussion on China Doll. Um, And this was a very good one, in my opinion. Um, Truckin' was okay. Um, I really couldn't get into Nobody's Fault But Mine, just because it was my first time hearing Nobody's Fault But Mine. We've um, heard nobody's fault but mine jams, but I still wouldn't have been like no, no. Like, it's one of those nobody's fault jam, yeah. Right, it's one yeah. of those like you know motifs that they'll throw in from every now and then, like mountain jam or something like that. But yeah, this yeah. is the first time that we've heard it deliberate. And apparently, um, looking at the archive comments, that this was the first nobody's fault since '66. Oh, so there you go. That so, base, yes. Um, next up after nobody saw it, we had another jam. Then we had my personal highlight of the show, uh, was this eyes of the world. Yeah. Absolutely loved the, um, horns on eyes of the world. Um, or was it the saxophone? Both. Um, I yeah, remember it was a trumpet and a saxophone. I, I remember just listening to it today and thinking like, we need more of this. Um, really, really, really good. Um, and for that same respect, I also enjoyed Weather Report Suite because yeah. of the horns. Um, let it grow. Enjoyed it because of the horns. Nice. Um, and, and those are two that you don't usually rate very highly either. Correct. Yeah. No, the horns. Um, I didn't know I was such a fan of, of horn sections. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I do agree. They probably could have been cut back, if not eliminated from Sugar Mags. Um, maybe too much yeah. of a good thing there. Um, but yeah, no, um, especially eyes of the world. Um, I know the, um, oh, what's his first name? Something Marsalis. Cranford. Yes. I know that version of eyes in the world is very renowned and loved by many. Yeah. And I, for I, yeah. me personally. And for great reason. It's very good. Um, I might like this one just as much as I like that one. Um, wow. That's how much I like this version of Eyes in the World. Awesome, man. Um, yeah, so that's all my thoughts on uh, set number two. Well, so, I don't think it's going to be much of a surprise as to which set we will prefer, but let's... Yes, let's go ahead and get into our voting. Yeah. Um I will vote last since I kind of just gushed over a set. <laughs> um, so, Fig, I'll let you go ahead and go first. Which set? Set number one or set number two? 
Yeah, like I mean, they're both good. Um, I think two was probably the one that's worth uh, sharing and highlighting just for the uh, the eyes, the weather report suite. Because I mean, you know, they, they brought in the extra in- instrumentalist, um, and uh, clearly, you know, that's what they were highlighting. Had a little bit more kind of cohesion to the set. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna say set two. All righty, knob number one or number two. Um, I feel like a kindergartner being asked what just happened. Um, I'll go set two because it's the better of the sets. We have a clean sweep. If we were playing the cash machine slot machine, we would have won $222 because I am Uh, also voting for number two. It is a clean sweep. For set number two. So after this podcast, please stick around for set two of September 24th, 1973. Now, um, does this show make any of you find folks' Book of the Dead? No. No. Yeah. 73 does not speak to me. It just... like yeah, like the songs are are good. They're played well. Uh, the single drummer doesn't do it for me, and I don't know. I just I wish someone could. I know seventy three is rated very highly by a lot of fans, um, and I I wish I could understand that. And I don't know. Maybe I don't know. It just doesn't do it for me. But and then this show specifically was not doing it for me. Um, no. Yeah, I'm also a no. Um, I like 73. I do. I think the November shows are really strong, but I do think in general, a lot of the songs are, like tonight, played well, but not particularly that out there. Um, yeah. Once you've heard a good 73 show, you've you've heard the vibe. Um, but when it's good, it is really good. The November shows especially are... Uh, strong but no this one wouldn't be my book of the dead which is the actual question i'm answering and i just wonder if they were playing it straight because they were gearing up for the release of wake of the flood yeah and i think a lot of these songs are also like relatively new Mm -hmm. um and so a lot of them that would become jam vehicles like sugary hadn't yet been cracked whereas They also just went with a lot of songs that never would become jam vehicles, like uh, Ramble on Rose or Mexicali Blues, etc. That is a no for me as well. Um, I don't hate 73 as a whole. I never said hate. I just don't understand Um, it. Like, it's just, it's foreign to me. I wouldn't personally dock 73. Um, I wouldn't. I have no beef with it. Yeah, I'm no, well, I have no. It's like, beef with it's it, like but... 72 gets like all the love. Yeah. I wouldn't fight it's... it outside of a Waffle House. No. Yeah, that's true. I, I never even. Yeah, it's so funny with the Grateful Dead. Like, I never even put it together that 72 and 73 were actually like just, you know, years next to each other. Like, it's just, they seem so different. But, but that's what makes it so interesting. Right. Like, Absolutely. Because you can tell. Like, like, right. There is a difference. Like, even if you're not judging just purely based on, you know, audio quality, right? Like, 
you can tell <laughs> like can tell. very easily like oh okay um there's there's good in 73 and i liked a lot of this show um but there was a lot to this show in a average amount of time so yeah was this a was this a wall of sound show no pre wall of sound this is pre okay um, we did have oh, I see. Okay. Reddit comments this week. Oh, yeah. Um Nob, would you like to play the role of Grateful <clears throat> Bill? Sure. I hope to do you proud, Grateful Bill. <laughs> this was my first show. Only knew a handful of dead tunes at the time. Dose to the gills, and thus began my long, strange trip that continues today. And I reply, great comment. If you remember anything more, please do share. That's a spot on you. Um, <laughs> I happen to know thanks for, mm, mm, thanks for that. Couple of straight thoughts. I was in high school singing lead in a band, happily butchering trucking and sugar magnolia. Mid-show at one point, I realized I wasn't dancing, but just standing with my jaw hanging down thinking, I don't know what's happening right now, but it can last forever for all I care. What part is, of the show do you think that was for him? Um, the four minutes of tuning between uh, what was it? Looks like uh, Big River and China Rider. It was it was electrical problems and tuning. I think, <laughs> yeah. on, my, <laughs> on my app. Today. I thought I thought Nob was going to say Road Jimmy because it felt like it lasted forever for him. <laughs> uh, no, it's it's you know what they say: electric tuners really killed the San Francisco sound. <laughs> Uh, looking forward to next week, we are going to, um, well, I'm going to say a kind of another not visited too often year. Um, this is March 29th, 1984. Whoa. Um, San Rafael, California at the, oh, well, yeah. um, Marion Veterans Memorial Auditorium. Um, this was a Thursday evening. Um, and looking at the set list, it looks, uh, well, I guess it looks like a 1984 set list. Um, yeah. it's a 1984 when they just kind of said, screw it. And they just play whatever they wanted. 84 and 85 is... are particularly weird for set lists. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Cause what they start the with walking, walking the dog. The... Yeah, yeah. What is that? <laughs> I, I think it's one featured... of those blues tunes. Yeah. I, I think we featured think it we... one time and I think we didn't like it. I, it sounds about right. It was my dad first started seeing them in uh in 85 and the first show he saw which i think was in nassau uh also opened with walking the dog so that was his that was the first song he heard the dead play live so keep that in mind when you hear it this week i'm, go I'm gonna keep that in mind and i'm gonna yeah. judge my whole opinion on the show based on that was one nassau or was it meadowlands no no not this show well, no, I meant for your dad, because there was a help on the way from almost a year ago, from November 85, mm -hmm. Meadowlands, where Walking the Dog was the opener. Oh, then Scarlet, it might be that one. His Scarlet first show Fire. was at Nassau. Um, I'm just mixing up shows. I'm not him. Um, yeah, it's a, uh, that's Walking the Dog. Set one ends, interestingly. Um, 
My Brother Esau, which I enjoy quite a lot. Uh, and then Might as Well, which I also enjoy, but I don't know if I would think of that as a set one closer. Interesting. Uh, set... I almost exclusively think of it as a set one closer. Really? Yeah. That's right to me. Yeah. It's kind of like day job. It's like, just keep your pants that's, on. I've, that's day job <laughs> has always felt like a watered down Might as Well to me. Well, we get yeah, both. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah. On, oh, on, yeah. On this day, 1984, as the set uh, two we might as well. Awesome. Yes, while set two looks like a very good, I don't want to say typical, um, but a quote unquote typical set two Grateful Dead set list, um, <laughs> and then it wraps up with uh, "Keep Your Day Job." Oh, there we go. I, <laughs> I wonder wow. what they were thinking when they made this amazing set two playlist, and then they were like, you know what? Let's wrap it up with day job. I almost feel like they do day, day job, job when they're unhappy with somebody. Like if they're unhappy yeah, with the audience, they'll nude. do day they job. They were excited if, about it at the time. If they're unhappy with themselves, keep your day job. You know, it's like <laughs> it's very, very much a message. Anyway, we will dive deep into our thoughts on that next week. Um, and once again, please, as always, smash that subscribe button and like and share this podcast with any and all of your Grateful Dead loving friends and family, uh, as well as even if they hate listen. Um, we'll take all the listens we can get. Uh, so yes. Super annoying. <laughs> any, any, <laughs> any means necessary, we will take those listens. So yes, please Pretty once easily again. easily hateable. Um, smash the subscribe button, <laughs> like, and share. Um, people, I hate the way I pronounce things. Understand completely. Um, you may also find us at wherever podcasts are downloaded. However, if you use a service and it happens to rhyme with Dookify, uh, it has a green logo. I feel like we're really stretching what the word rhyme means. We're we're getting there. <laughs> we're getting there. It's a loose uh, rhyme. And what's interesting is, is I always just read it for the first time right when we're doing it now. So, <laughs> like the dookie, dookify, um, it's dookify. So, if you do have a service and you happen to listen to podcasts on that service, you won't find us on that one. However, we're on everything else, so please check us out. Uh, you might find us directly on the web at helponthewaypod.podbean.com. Uh, you may email us directly at helponthewaypod at gmail.com. You may interact with us on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash Grateful Dead. Uh, most weeks we have a stickied help on the way thread. Um, please feel free to comment on the shows uh, and we can read it on the pod. Uh, and I do have a preliminary relaunch schedule figured out for my little Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash the GD channel. Um, other than that, that's everything I have for the evening. Um, do you boys want to wrap up with anything else? I just want to give a shout to Grateful Bill, number one. Uh, great comment. Thanks thanks so much for leaving that, and I'm glad we could uh, feature that in the show. Um, I was going to say a funny thing that they said in between the songs, maybe, but they spent so long tuning that I started skipping. <laughs> Apparently, they, they they'd play a fun song in, be, in between the tuning, but yeah, I was skipping too because it's usually dead air. Yeah. 
And on that note, we're going to go off on that dead air. Um, <laughs> thank you once again for listening to another episode of the Help on the Way podcast.
Take up your China doll. Take up your China doll. It's only fractured. Just a little nervous from the
Thank you. 
Now tell me why Summer's fade And roses die The answer came The wind and rain
Oh, oh, oh. 
Thank you all and good night.